podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, the shark bait has such teeth, dear, and it shows them pearly white. Just a jackknife has old Maggie. So welcome everybody to a bonus episode of Macklin's Take this week. We returned after nine months out on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, and now you can't you can't keep us away because it's been big news since we since we last spoke. Quite a lot of the first pod back. Uh, apologies for the sound quality on on my end there. I didn't manage to input my mic properly after after nine months of uh, of not doing it, and I did sound slightly like I was underwater. Macklin's Macklin sound on his iPad um, where he lives is absolutely amazing so it made mine sound even worse anyway I've managed to get my shit together today and, and do things properly but most of that pod was about AJ but obviously in the last couple of days a lot has happened uh, with this now potential AJ Fury fight everybody's talking about it and we're sitting in the lobby of the Intercontinental it's uh, fight week obviously for Caressa Shields against Savannah Marshall we're just uh, waiting on a couple of esteemed guests for pods to be released in later weeks and we thought we may as well just just chew the fat on this one briefly and Matt when Fury threw it out there the other day my initial reaction was that this was a a clever bit of theatre from the big man that he was just throwing this over to Joshua knowing that or thinking very strongly that Joshua having just boxed wouldn't want to come back so quickly maybe couldn't come back so quickly would feel it wasn't the right thing to come back so quickly against somebody as good as Fury and that he would turn it down and Tyson could then, for the rest of his days, accuse him of running and call him a dosser, uh, which is kind of his favourite thing in the world. But Anthony's kind of called him out. He's kind of called that bluff and said, OK, we'll, we'll take this 60-40 split. That's what Eddie's saying. We want December the 17th. We know you've got Cardiff booked for December the 17th. Never mind November the 26th or December the 2nd. The Fury's been talking about. He was even talking about November the 12th. November 26th, yeah, December you, 3rd, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you've got to move on the date because we've just boxed. I mean, what, what do you make of it all? It's fascinating. I'm beginning to think it might happen. Uh, no, I am too, I think. Because uh, I'm trying to think, what, why won't it happen? What's standing in the way? Um, maybe there's, they've got to negotiate whether it's going to be shown on the zone or BT or both. Obviously, it'll be on BT pay-per-view, but will it be on his own pay-per-view as well? Or will It has to be, doesn't it? Imagine or... that. They, they couldn't... I mean, having not got him for the first fight when he's technically their fighter. That was just for the UK, though, of course. Yeah, but it's... Again, Fury's the champion, isn't he? So they are fighting for his title. They're offering him a voluntary defence. So don't get me wrong. Obviously, AJ brings massive amounts to the table. But, you, you know, it's... You know, that, that might be something that Fury side, Frank Warren, insist on. You know, maybe they go, the zone can have everywhere else in the world outside of America, because obviously ESPN, top rank will want, want that on ESPN. So they're, they're, they're things that probably have to get ironed out, but I think they would get ironed out. I think, they'll, you know, there's where there's a will, there's a way. And um, look, they can both, I suppose, worst case scenario, they just put it out on pay per view, on the zone, and on BT. Um, oh, do you know what? The fact that Eddie's basically come out and said that's, that they've accepted the 60-40 terms. Now now all their sort of the stumbling block is the date. 
I don't believe this fight doesn't happen because of a date. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think they're going to, they'll, whether it's November 26th or December 17th or one of the dates in between, I'm, I can't imagine that the date for the fight is going to prove to be the stumbling block. I, th- I think they're going to get, they'll, they will, they might huff and puff, but they won't blow the house down. They'll, they'll agree on a date. It's just such an interesting one because I think most people would agree or would have agreed a few days ago that post-Usyk, it was very unlikely that Joshua would box again this year and that when he did next box, what he needed was as close to a gimme as he could possibly get, having had two back-to-back fights with Usyk. And this is obviously nothing like that. Most people would probably be tipping him up for a third consecutive defeat, but is it a case of maybe now or never well I just think no one was thinking of this because it was so left field it was so left field but actually when you think about it it makes a lot of sense in the sense that like you know Joshua just just went 12 hard rounds with Usyk you know he's super fit now obviously he's got to taper down he's got to come off that fitness he can't stay on that level of course of course he can't but you know, he, he, he's. You can't say he's he, he's not hasn't good hasn't had good preparation. He's trained hard for a long time. Yes, he needs a rest. It was a hard fight. It was a long training camp. So he needs to he needs a rest. He needs to feel fresh when he goes back into training camp. So then they're just working out the dates, I guess. Um, but you know, he didn't get. Um, he wasn't beaten up in that fight. You know, he was he took some good shots. It was it was a hard fight, definitely. Hard fight tactically, movement wise, concentration factor. Yeah, he shipped a, a few shots, but it wasn't a you, do you know what I mean? It wasn't a war of attrition. Um you know, he's he, he he'll be sharp from that fight as well. You know, when you talk about being active, being busy, you're sharper when you're busy. You, you, you know, he's, he's, he's just had a long camp and he's boxed. 12 hard rounds at a, uh, the top level. So his preparation is great as long as he has enough time to recoup and get fresh. He, he, he can really go into that fight. Um, and also you think, well, if he doesn't do that fight, has this fight slipped away forever? Possibly. Um, if he doesn't do this fight, what does he do? Does he want to fight Dillian White for a fraction of the money? Does he want to fight, uh, I don't know, who else? You know, does he want to fight uh, a top 10 peripheral, top 10, 15 opponent after being up for the... If you look at the last fights he's had, you know, could, would, he, would he struggle to get up for someone else on that that wasn't uh, a Fury or an Usyk or a, a Dillian? You know, if he's, you know, he's going to box a... Uh, a sort of top 10, 15 opponent, someone on that peripheral, is he gonna? Is he really going to get up for it? Possibly not. So the fact that this fight is here now, and, and you know, from, from a selling point of view, you know, it, it, was, a comp- it was a very competitive fight with Usyk. Like, he, he didn't win it, but he was, he, was, he was very competitive in it. Do you know what I mean? It was, uh, after nine rounds, it was a close fight. Um... I think he was an improved version of AJ that fought Usyk because I also think it was an improved version of Usyk. Um, so there's a lot of reasons to do this fight now and, and really what are the reasons not to? 
But what are the reasons not to do it? No, I mean, this is the thing that I'm, I'm thinking increasingly. I, I was just sceptical of it when I first heard the rumour of it because it's just kind of, it's just kind of bred into you know, us to be know, fairly sceptical, isn't it? If he got beaten up by Usyk and got battered and got stopped in seven rounds, then it wouldn't sell. But, that, but that, that's not what happened. That was, that, was, that was a very, very competitive fight. You know, against a guy who's an absolute stylistic nightmare to work out. Get is, is Fury with. better suited? Is it a better fight for, for AJ than Usyk? I think so, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, there's, other, there's other things, there's other problems he's got to solve with Fury. The Usyk in, you know, the, the size, you know, he, he hits harder. He's obviously a massive heavyweight as opposed to Usyk, not being a big heavyweight. But the, 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 the southpaw movement, the, 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 the trickiness... The constant making you offset, the making you having to reset, constantly keeping you turning, fainting you. Like that, that, that's, you know, the, the, the Fury poses some of those problems as well, but I don't think uh, as much as, he, he won't be as awkward as what, what uh, Usyk was, I don't think. I think, I think he'll, he'll be able to get, with him being orthodox, I know he switches southpaw and that, but with him being more orthodox and taller, I think he'll be able to get more, more of his shots off. He'll be able to get his jab going more. He'll be able to find some rhythm in the fight. Where, when you when it's you box with someone like Usyk and they're constantly moving, uh, you know, when they say keep them turning because they're keeping the fight. You've got to keep turning, readjusting, resetting, and you, he's got quicker feet than you. So you've got to reset and then try and get a shot. It's it, it's hard work, and it, you, it you, it's almost everything's quite forced. You can't nothing nothing. Nothing flows. There's no rhythm. Where when he's boxing, he'll be fighting Fury. If he can get his jab going, after the jab comes the right hand, the left hook to the body. You know, there's a rhythm in that now. Now he can put combinations together. Now he's got a bit, a bit of fluidity about his work. And when when, when you're in that flow, it's effortless. When, when, when everything's forced and you have to think about everything, you've got to think. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step here. Hopefully he steps there. I'll give him the faint there. If he does this, I'll do that. It's, you know, you're playing chess in your mind, but it's like the concentration factor of that. It's exhausting. And because you've got to do that just to get one jab off or to maybe land the right hand to the body, it's like you're working so hard to get so little. And, it's, and it's, it, 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 it can be discouraging. You know, it can be really discouraging. It's, um, you know, Bellew was exhausted when he fought uh, Usyk. And it was from that from that constant I remember and I can relate to it because when I fought Sergio Martinez I didn't fight anywhere near the pace against Martinez as I did with Sturm I think I threw like a thousand punches uh, uh, against Felix Sturm but he was there to be hit yeah great defence very tight massive middleweight but even when you're hitting the gloves hitting the arms hitting the you're putting shots together you're finding a rhythm off that you're hitting something, you're in the fight, you're hitting something, you're getting hit back. But you're in a fight now and you're flowing and it's rhythm and you're, this is what you've prepared for when you've hit the bag and you've gone through the pads. But when you've got a guy like a, like a Usyk or a Martinez or these very mobile, fast southpaw with good feet, constantly move, it, it's so frustrating, it's so disheartening because you've got to work so hard and concentrate so much just to land that one jab. And then be happy with that jab for about 30 seconds. Where re- but if you're someone that likes to fight at a fast pace, dropping the pace is actually exhausting. It's, it's tiring. It's a really tiring because there's no, nothing's flow. It's not flowing. Everything's forced. It requires a lot of, it's, it's, it's very, um, it takes a lot of energy out of you, even though it doesn't look like it is. 
and it would just be amazing i think for the for the sport particularly in the uk obviously but i think for the sport generally if if this fight from absolutely nowhere ended up happening because boxing gets hope it doesn't end up in saudi yeah, it's got to be in the UK, surely. It has to be in the UK. But that's all they're talking about at the minute is is kind of Cardiff or Wembley. Those are the only two places that have been that have really been mentioned because it would just be, it'd be incredible, wouldn't it? For, for all the oh. false starts that we have at times, I think more good fights, big fights get made than don't, but inevitably people can tend to pick on the ones that, that don't get made. But this just lands, this bolt from the blue before Christmas. It's just fantastic. Oh, unbelievable. Imagine that, like... December 17th I guess it'd have to be in Cardiff because hey hey, ki- hey kids hey everybody sitting here with a famous Slovenian philosopher how are you doing sir I am uh, in hell thank you are you uh, excited about something I am excited about this latest uh, CIA funded venture a CIA venture yes it's called The Desire and Capital Podcast. Oh, what is it about? I refuse your fascist question. Well, there you have it. Listen to The Desire and Capital Podcast, coming soon to a bourgeois platform near you. On your marks, get set, go! They can do the roof, can't they, there? Yeah, and that's the only place really isn't it you, that you can think of like I say Wembley's been mentioned but that's a big gamble to go out you'd have a need a massive canopy wouldn't you for a start and, and, but it, I just don't yeah uh, Wembley I don't think so like you know who, who wants to pay the kind of money they're going to be having to pay to sit on the floor or ring, which is I guess it would be considered a ringside ticket and you're sat in the absolute lashing down rain or snow like that's not going to be fun is it <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And, and another another thing that, just imagine, Fury's going to be a heavy favourite. There's no question about that. And rightly, given what he's done in recent years. And as you say, it was definitely a much improved performance by, by Joshua against Usyk the second time around. Imagine if he knocked Fury out. Imagine what that would do for just kind of world boxing or for the heavyweight scene because it would just not be what people expected at all would it I'm not saying this is the case with Fury and Joshua I've from way back I picked Fury like years ago like when he was undefeated Joshua I think he had the style and he just I thought he was you know a better fighter the speed and the jab and that but you know in some ways I think it's an easier, in some ways, not all, but in some ways it's an easier fight than Usyk because he's less awkward. You know, he, he's, he's not as fast as, as, as Usyk. The movement won't give him as many problems. Like I say, he's got different problems. You know, he's a bigger, much bigger man. He'll hit harder than Usyk. So, yeah, he'll have to contend with those issues. But, you know, you go back to the one of the golden eras, the 70s of, of heavyweight boxing, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, and, you know... Muhammad Ali had life and death with Joe Frazier every time they fought and Kenny Norton yeah George Foreman absolutely blew both of those guys away massacred them inside two three rounds and then Muhammad Ali outboxed and stopped George Foreman you know and I remember there was a famous when he jumped out he, he, he commentated on uh, 
One of the one of the fights, I think, when he when he when he when he got it was Ken Norton or Joe Frazier when he knocked him out in a couple of rounds, and Muhammad Ali was the guest ringside, and he jumps up out the chair and he doesn't he goes. He said, "Yeah, he got these gold. He, 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 he catches them cold. He gets them early. He gets them cold." He said, "That's fine." He said, "But boxing skills, tying him up, leaning on the rope, but you know, that, that's what I bring to a table. Stars make fights." He goes, I'm not going to, I can't have, yeah, this guy's stronger than me, more powerful than me, but I'm not going to stand in front of him and have a fight. I'm going to box his head off. You know, and that's what he did. You know, with, uh, well, well, he did stand in front of him, but he roped a dope. You know, he didn't, he wasn't, he, he appeared to stand in front of him, but he was a moving target and George Foreman punched himself out. Now, you know, Joe, uh, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury Listen, it's intriguing. Hugh, 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 uh, Tyson's a favourite. Of course he is. Of course he's a favourite. Big favourite, I think, now. But listen, there's no pressure on Anthony Joshua with that. You think of the pressure of the last few fights with Joshua that he's had on his shoulders. Getting knocked out with Ruiz in America, then going to Saudi for that rematch. Like the pressure going into that rematch when everyone was saying, don't do the immediate rematch. Yeah, but it did. And they... And they and, he made the adjustments in he came in a stone lighter and he bucked, he'd done what he had to do in that fight and he won it comes back beats Pulev okay nice win then goes in against Usyk at Tottenham loses that one immediate rematch goes out to Saudi changes trainers from Rob McCracken having been with him for so long you know big 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 that's a big change in your life goes out to Saudi you know brilliant fight great effort didn't quite get it now going into a fight with Fury, where Fury's such a big favourite, I'd imagine that would feel like a breath of fresh air going into that going into that fight without that pressure on your shoulders that he's that he's had to carry the last couple of years. It must be. I, I just I can only imagine it would feel like, oh, you know, it would just feel like I could. I'd imagine he'd enjoy it more than he's enjoyed the other fights, training for it, building up to it. Also. I did feel like it worked well with Robert Garcia. It, I, I, I felt like that was... It, it worked out for him. That move did work out. Okay, he didn't get the win, but... It yeah, put, there, were, there, were, there put, were definite... I thought there was... Definite improvements yeah. there. So, you know, now they're, now they're going in with each other and they're not boxing a tricky mobile southpaw. They'll have a lot more things they can work on. And Fury's shown us in his... He's shown us over the course of his career particularly after we saw what he did in the second fight against Wilder, that he really can do it any which way. But he wants to entertain. That, that's what he wants. He wants to win, but he, does, he doesn't just want to win. He's at that level now, and he always has been in his own mind, I think, whereby it is about winning, but that's not enough. He wants to go down as an all-time great. And I'm, I'm convinced that he will want to blow Joshua away which might cause him to fight more the kind of fight that Joshua take more chances take more chances more the kind of fight that Joshua wants him to that doesn't mean he won't still win but he'll just give the other guy maybe more of a chance than possibly he should I think that's the kind of headspace he's in at the minute Tyson he wants to he wants to give the people what they want you know he is the he is the the, the ringleader the ringmaster the, the circus master whatever you want to call it and he wants to make himself the most must-see spectacle in all of boxing. Well, look, Joshua, the fury that beat that drew with Wilder but should have got the decision was very mobile, boxing on the outside. But the fury that for Wilder 2 and 3 
was like 19 half stone, put a lot more muscle on and stood his ground, backed Walder up, got caught with a couple, but then, you know, and knocked him out, knocked Walder out both times, stopped him and then knocked him out. So I think you're right. I think that's, he's evolved into that fighter now. He's not, he, he, he doesn't just have to box and move. He can, he can, he's well happy to stand his ground. And uh, I think you're right. I think, I think he would, I think he would stand his ground with Joshua and I think it would be a good fight. I think it'd be a great fight. Yeah, I do. I, I really do. And the build-up would be something else as well, wouldn't it? Because these two, I don't know. I, th- I think you're right. I think Joshua would really revel in being the in being the underdog, in being the challenger. I think it would be a weight a weight off his off his shoulders. And and you know, we're surmising all sorts of things here, but that, that's what we're here for. Even were he to lose again. You know, and like we say, Fury would be a heavy favourite and for good reason, even were he to lose again. But it was a good performance. You know, sometimes you get that tipping point with fighters where they've been really popular, then everybody starts to tear them down and then they do something that makes people just think, you know what, I love this guy. And I think this could be it for him, win, lose or draw. He gets called out. He says, yeah, I'll take it. All right, I boxed in mid-August, you boxed in mid-April. I'll take it. I'm on, I'll do it then, you know, goes to the well again, gives a good performance, but even if he doesn't win... Win, lose or draw. Yeah, remember like Eubank in, in, in the later days. Yeah. You know, there aren't many parallels between Eubank Senior and, and Anthony, to be honest, because Eubank Senior had a lot of devoted fans. I was one of them, but most people weren't, you know, they tuned in to watch him lose maybe, but the real massive love came for him in those later fights against Thompson Calzaghe fights. and Thompson, didn't they? And I just think with Anthony... It, harsh though it is it could be kind of that way around alright he's lost twice in a row to Usyk but it, it, if we have the war of the worlds against Fury and he doesn't win it it just doesn't really matter it matters to him but you know what I mean no com- com- completely he, he, um, I, 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 I'm totally with you he, uh, look when, when you're on the way up people the, the media want to build you up then when you get up there they want to tear you down you know but you're right, in some cases, that can happen. And then actually, once they've tore you down, they, they start to love you again. You know, because they're mad, aren't they, the media? Yeah, no, you know? totally, yeah. Yeah, Even absolutely. Fans, absolutely, it, it can know. happen. And if, he, if he's... I, I remember the, the, the Thompson fight, the Carl Thompson fight. So I was at the second one. I was only 16. And it was like, you know, I think he got stopped, closed eye in the end. But like, you know... the the bottle he showed in those fights and how tough he was Eubank like bearing in mind in his career when he was undefeated world champion he stunk the gaff out a few times terribly and people picked holes in the you know, opponents and all, all sorts weight, of things and he couldn't fight three minutes around and he, there was a, he had a couple of close decisions go his way Ray Close in Ireland he had a few you know he had a few and he had a few proper stinkers but against Thompson and, and Cal, you know, especially Carl Thompson, those two fights, they were ding-dongs. And, you know, because he was clearly a smaller man, like, people just sort of fell in love with him again. Yeah, they did, absolutely. Absolutely. Even people that didn't initially like him thought, nah, credit where it's due. That's it, that's it. And, and you know, we could have that kind of scenario. It just, I mean, we're all just so here for this. It's, it's unreal. And I just hope that by the time, even by the time you listen to this um, Macklin's take listeners that maybe it's moved on a bit further and we're getting even closer because you look at the people involved as well and you know they've not managed to do an awful lot of business have they Frank Warren and Eddie Hearn they've never even met um, from from what we're told and this is the time isn't it this is the time for those two great houses you know to talk kind of Game of Thrones to really to come together the time is absolutely (laughs) now yeah absolutely now I mean it's 
Frank's kind of in the midst of a load of chaos with Matchroom and Dazone and, and Sky and Boxer he's just kept doing what he's doing they've got a decent stable of fighters Fury can't box in the US at the minute we know that so Fury boxing in the UK Wembley in April we've said it on the podcast many times before not that we have ever written Frank Warren off nobody in boxing ever would do that but it's just I wouldn't describe it even as slow and steady because it's better than that but you know what I'm getting at he's just he's always he's always there isn't he you know over the last while when there's been there has been an obsession I suppose to sign the, 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 the new kid on the block the Olympian this one you know Frank's picked up a lot of sort of really solid fighters that have maybe maybe an ABA champion or maybe got beaten in an ABA semi-final by a close decision but he's got his contacts telling him that this kid's really good or he was only 18 when he got beaten then or you know he was ill the week before and it was close fight. you know he, he's got this kind of intel because he's been around so long and he's got good contacts and people will tell him so you know people will be marking his cards and about different fighters coming through and he's picked up a lot of good guy good kids who are like 18 years old so maybe haven't uh, you know, they don't have the same sort of... Uh, they're not on the GB. Maybe they just missed out on the GB for whatever reason. But they're, they're a really good fighter. And De- Dennis McCann being one, you know, th- he's got a few Dennis McCann-type fighters, Frank has, and he's brought them through. You know, he's he kept them busy. He's developed them. And, you know, they're becoming good... Uh, you know, now they're, they're championship-level fighters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's just great to have... You know, competition is brilliant. Uh, between any platform, whether it's a promoter, whether it's a TV, and I'd make you right. I'd imagine that what would probably happen with this that it would be a joint venture between DAZN and, and and BT. We've seen that before with Mayweather Pacquiao, where Showtime and HBO both had it, didn't they? You know, these things can be done. When these the things can be big done. Enough where there's a, you know people sit down and they make they concede on things they wouldn't normally, and they get the deal done. Okay, okay. Well, we'll wrap it up there. We'll wrap it up there. But we thought we'd just bring you this extra one with, with this big news because we are together for a couple of days this week, and it seemed uh, it seemed pointless. Uh, it seemed a waste, really, not to jump on and and talk about it. And maybe this is the kind of thing we'll do a little bit a little bit more. We're just going to see where the wind takes us with this. As I said the other day, we we will try and bring one a week. Um, we'll try and stick to that on. Uh, Monday night to be out on Tuesday morning which wasn't what happened this week but but that's what we're going to generally try and, and go for but but when there's something big in the wind like this then um, yeah I think we'll jump on and, and have a quick have a quick chat so thanks for tuning in everybody the second time this week good to get off to a uh, basically what happened we're in the Intercontinental we're waiting to get a couple of guests we've been sat here for an hour and a half reminiscing and talking about the landscape of boxing and we couldn't grab anyone Michaela Mayer was gonna but she's training she's done loads so that's fair enough and then Peter Fury's over in the other hotel and we said let's just do one ourselves we started talking about AJ Fury so why don't we just do one on that exactly yeah yeah I tell you what if we'd recorded some of the other stuff we were talking about that that no, that <laughs> it's really mean for me to say that without actually having any intention of publishing any of it but we, we, we couldn't really to be honest with you we couldn't um, anyway that's enough that's enough uh, thanks for tuning in as always we'll catch you again next time
back in town I said, Jenny Diver Whoa, Suki Tawdry Look out to Miss Lottie Linya And old Lucy Brown Yes, that line falls on the right, babe Not that Maggie's Back in Podcast Network.